Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I really do hope you are enjoying the all the episodes so far. Um, if you are enjoying it, please do hit subscribe so that you never miss a show. Today, I'm going to be talking to Izzy. Izzy is actually one of the Diabetic and Healthy team and she is a diabetes specialist dietitian. Now, don't worry if, you, if you're not sure exactly what that is because Izzy is going to explain it all to us. She has a wealth of experience and knowledge and what I would say is a very refreshing approach to nutrition. Stay tuned because if you're expecting to hear all about how we should all just be munching on salads, then I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. We're going to be talking about everything from the most common diet misconceptions to how our relationship with food can affect our diet and then in turn our blood sugar control. Izzy is also going to be sharing her top five nutrition tips with us. We're going to be covering lots of specific nutrition and food relationship subjects with Izzy in future podcasts. But for now, this is me asking Izzy the answers to a few questions that I know many people who have diabetes would probably like to know. Hi Izzy, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Charlotte. How are you? I am good, thank you. Um, so you are a diabetes specialist dietitian. I am. So for anybody that doesn't know, what exactly does that mean? It's a fair question because there is a lot of different titles out there. There's nutritionists, nutrition therapists, dietitians, all sorts. So a dietitian is a protected title. Um, it's the only one that is. So it means that I have to have done a certain level of qualification and I have to be registered with the Healthcare Professions Council. And I have to maintain my registration by showing that I'm continuing to stay relevant and practicing in an evidence-based way. Um, so as a dietitian, I am all about nutrition. So I studied nutrition and the science around nutrition and how to apply it to health. Mm -hmm. And as a diabetes specialist, that means I've worked with diabetes. I've done extra study in diabetes and that's the area I work in. So personally, I've been a dietitian since 2004 and I've been working in diabetes since 2007. So I don't have diabetes myself, so mm -hmm. I don't live with diabetes <laughs> yeah. and that is a whole level of experience in itself. So we have to account for that. Um, I don't pretend that I do have diabetes yeah. <laughs> and that I know everything about it, but I have been working with people with diabetes for many, many years now. So I've accrued quite a bit of experience from that side. Okay, fab. Well, really interesting what you were saying about your qualifications and things because I know there's so many kind of different places you can get information and especially online where people are looking and you don't always know who you know who that information is coming from and whether they're qualified and things like that but from what you're saying if it's from a dietitian 
you know that that should be pretty solid information that you're getting. It should be, and also it means that you can hold that person to account because we are registered with the HCPC. It means that people can complain about us. Hopefully mm-hmm. they won't yeah. have a need to. Um, but anyone else, so anyone can set themselves up as a nutritionist mm-hmm. um, and there's there's no way you can hold that person to account. They can say whatever they ah, like okay. um, and... You know, that's entirely that's just, up to them. That's kind of their opinion, but they're yeah. out there I mean, as, I w- as fact. Yeah, I would say there are lots of really good nutritionists out yeah. there. So <laughs> it's not that everyone who isn't a dietitian can't mm-hmm. give good advice, but you just haven't got that security um, that you have with the title dietitian and the training would tend to be slightly different. Okay. Um, so as a dietitian, we just have that slightly more solid qualification and mm-hmm. council registration behind us. Oh, okay, that's really interesting. Um so why did you want to specialize in diabetes you say you're not diabetic yourself but obviously you know the interest was there for you to want to specialize so what why did you decide diabetes well, I didn't actually decide it I didn't sort of have a have an actual decision moment didn't have a moment <laughs> no when I first qualified um I worked in all areas so um in 2004 so I spent two years working in various different areas and as a newly qualified dietitian you would usually do that to try out different areas and see which one appeals to you most mm-hmm. um and one of the ones I did was diabetes yeah. and a job opportunity came up in there um and this was when I lived back in Suffolk and okay. um I started working with a really supportive team in West Suffolk Hospital um, who really fired up my interest they wanted to do things they wanted to be changing things um, moving with the times to help people with diabetes as much as possible Um, and I really enjoyed that job um, and I really felt I could be good at it Mm -hmm. so um, that's the area I then stayed in and got promoted within and then I moved down to Dorset about five years ago yeah and definitely wanted to stay with diabetes because it's an area I'd found a real passion for yeah and I'm really really interested in finding out more um, about nutrition so that we can let people know about that so that their lives will be easier that's really my whole reason for being a dietitian is to try and make people with diabetes life easier and that's what we want yes (laughs) (laughs) there's so like like you said there's so much confusing information out there it's my full-time job yeah (laughs) and I'm busy doing that so when you're battling against all those oh well I've read this and I've read that yeah I've read this and so and so says this yeah and there's I just don't think there's any way that anyone with diabetes Mm can keep abreast of everything because yeah. diabetes isn't their job they've got a job they've got a family they've yeah. got everything else the diabetes is an additional thing they mm-hmm. have to fit in so I feel it's my job to do that reading and studying and networking yeah. to find out and then to speak to someone to find out which bits that I know mm-hmm. are going to be most useful to that person yeah. so that I can pick that knowledge and pass it on to them rather than them having, them having to, to spend to all that, that time wading yeah. through all the random stuff to get to the bit that's going to be most useful for them so every diabetic needs an izzy (laughs) well (laughs) yes that would be good (laughs) um and what kind of people do do you work with i will work with anyone with diabetes so um obviously this podcast Mm -hmm. is targeted mostly at people with type 1 diabetes and i've done a lot of work with people in type 1 including pumps um libre all sorts um i've done gestational diabetes clinic which is where I met you Um, I'm doing a lot of work at the moment um, in my NHS role with people with type 2 diabetes Mm -hmm. um, and some pre-diabetes as well Um, I've had a little experience with the genetic 
some of the rarer genetic forms of diabetes, but mm-hmm. they tend to go um, to specialist centres. So okay. I haven't done so much work with those, but all areas. So all people areas who've had it for years, people who are brand new and they've just been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I've done some work with paediatrics as well. So children who've just been diagnosed or yeah. are dealing with all the different stages as well. So yeah, all sorts of diabetes. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> um, so what is the most common question that you get asked is is there kind of a question that stands out yes the most common question i get asked is can i eat and then a food is named chocolate or Or should i eat and then a food is named that is usually the question that pretty much routinely gets asked and it's a very interesting one because it tells me that that person is trying to manage their diabetes with an expectation that there is a list of foods that they can can eat and a list of foods that they can't eat and that's not actually how I would suggest someone tries to manage their diabetes it's the old-fashioned way so it's the way some people were told to do it and it was thought to be best at the time so Mm -hmm. um, we can't change that but it's also the general perception by the public as well people who don't have diabetes think that you know, if someone with diabetes eats a cake, that oh, something dreadful is going to happen. Or... I wish I had a pound every time I heard, should you be eating mm-hmm. that? What, yep. Why is it poisonous? Like, yep. why, why should I not be eating Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, the most common question I'm asked is, can I eat? Yeah. And my question is, or my response rather, is always, I don't know, can you? Can you? <laughs> Let's see. It depends, because like, I'm never going to give someone the answer of yes, you can or no, you, no, can't, you can't, because yeah. it's just, that's not how it works. Yeah. But, yeah, that is the most common question I get asked. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> um, and I suppose this, this might kind of be the same. So I was going to ask, what's the most common kind of diet misconception? Mm-hmm. But maybe that's it. That is, is that definitely there's, it. There's yes foods yeah. and no foods. That food, food has sort of a single purpose and that food is either good or bad. Yeah. So there's this perception that a food is either one thing or another and no food is. All food has a number of roles for us with regards to physical health there's a number of different nutrients that make Mm -hmm. up any food and those nutrients will each offer something different some of which may be beneficial some of which may be less healthy but as the food is a combination of those no particular food sits solely in the good or bad box Um, and that's just a perception that the general public has about mm. food so even if i'm not talking to someone about diabetes there's still this just is this food general, good or bad yeah, well, obviously as a pt i get a, lo- a lot of the same yeah people or they or they come to me and they say well i know you're going to tell me i mustn't yeah. eat this and i know you're going to tell me i mustn't eat that yeah. and i'm like no i'm not <laughs> who you been talking to i don't say that like, and that's yeah so the one of the most common misconceptions not about diet but about dietitians yeah. is that that's what i will do people yeah. either don't want to come and see me because they already have assumed what I'm going to tell them Mm -hmm. or they come to me with that assumption that I'm going to give them a sheet that says eat this yeah eat broccoli you know cabbage mung beans I don't know and a random selection of foods and don't eat anything that tastes nice and that's going to be be, my advice and it, it really really isn't and it ties in a bit with the Another misconception is that food is moral yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it isn't. The yeah. attachment of good and bad to foods has a whole... Yeah. Eating and, yeah. yeah, 
a donut is I, not I have going to, feel to bad yeah because I've eaten that yeah a, yeah a donut has no soul it is yeah. it is not really <laughs> trying know. to tempt you <laughs> it is just sitting there and whether or not you eat it and what it does to your body is not any reflection of you as a human being or yeah. um you know you as a person mm. but there is this perception that good people eat good diets yeah. and if you eat a bad diet you're a bad person and there's been loads of it. I've seen a lot on um social media quite recently actually about food shaming you know mm-hmm. it used to be all about body shaming and this and now there's this food shaming and it's exactly what you said like it's being judged by yeah. what what you're seen to be eating yeah massively and I feel it as well because as a dietitian yeah. if I bump into any clients in the supermarket yeah. one of the first thing they do is look, look in my in trolley, trolley. I yeah the same. I <laughs> the same. when I had a lot of um you know that PT clients and that that was my full-time thing yeah I'd get that you'd almost want to shop somewhere else because you think they know I'm a PT and but what you would never understand from any person is their diet as a whole from a snapshot yeah and that from a basket of food yeah going back to the misconception that that I started with there that there are foods that are good or bad Mm. it's because what affects you is what you do overall so even if you know I bump into a client at the supermarket and my basket happens to be full of vegetables Mm. I might have cupboards at home full of (laughs) completely different foods I'm you know or if I bump into someone and I have you know it happens to be time of the month and I've got a basket full of chocolate because that's the only thing that I'm gonna cope with exactly that's you know that's what my body is telling me it needs right now that doesn't mean that I'm doing that every Every day day. of the month it might just be that that day is a day when I happen to want some chocolate you don't a snapshot a single food a single day a single meal is not enough to judge somebody on but there is massive judgment yeah, out there massive yeah, judgment on what people definitely. eat definitely um how much impact would you say that nutrition in general has on someone's diabetes control or their blood sugar level control I would say it is big, it has a big impact, in particular the carbs, because the balance between carbs and insulin is going to have a big and immediate effect on blood glucose levels. So um, if you're not able to take that into account, then your ability to keep your blood glucose levels managed is going to be quite quite reduced Um, there's lots of other things nutritionally to take into account as well the impact of the other nutrients glycemic index how it balances with activity and Mm -hmm. all the other things you do in your life as well Um, so on a very simple term it's the carbs and insulin balance on a wider picture nutrition in many ways can have quite an impact too yeah um, and is there such thing as a diabetic diet? No, absolutely not. It is one of the phrases that I really get on a soapbox about. There yeah. is no such thing as a diabetic diet. Um, people with diabetes can and should be eating similar to anyone else in the population. They would yeah. just need to have that extra awareness so that they can be dosing their insulin accordingly yeah. um, and making choices in relation to their health the same as anybody else should. Anyone without diabetes can think about their diet in mm. relation to their health and people with diabetes are just the same. There is no diet that they should be following. Yeah. And I don't really believe in diet plans diet that have to be followed, followed. too closely because yeah, yeah. I just don't think they're suitable for life. They're yeah. not flexible yeah. enough for real life. So mm-hmm. we need to have something that's a bit more able to adjust day to day, week to week, yeah, year to definitely. year, decade to decade, depending yeah. on what somebody's 
got to deal with in their life. Yeah, and it still makes me laugh if you um, say you're booking a holiday online and it comes up with the um, like meal options for uh, for on the plane, mm. and one of the options is diabetic <gasps> meal. And I, do you know, sometimes I'm tempted to click yes. it just to see. I would like to write they, to them <laughs> and say exactly what what's does in that your involve. Diabetic yeah. Meal? yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I've never opted for diabetic yeah. meal, funny enough, but I, I kind of wish I had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just to see what, yes. what they think consists of a diabetic yeah. meal. I mean, presumably it's a reduced sugar meal yeah. or it might be a low-carb meal, mm. but then they should call it a reduced sugar a reduced or a low-carb meal low carb, yeah. because being diabetic doesn't mean that you are following a, a reduced sugar or no. low carb. If that's how you're choosing to manage your diabetes, then that information would be helpful to yeah. you. yeah. Um, how would you describe healthy eating? Healthy eating is a balanced diet and actually it won't necessarily be the same for everybody. There are some general guidelines that should suit the majority of the population but there are lots of people for whom there would need to be adaptations depending on their own health conditions. So healthy eating for an absolute nutshell would just be a really good varied diet because Mm -hmm. Your body needs a whole range of nutrients and different foods provide a different balance of those nutrients. So the more different foods you eat, the more likely you are to get in all the nutrients that your body needs. If you restrict your diet in certain ways, then there's chances that you might be missing out on some things. So hopefully most people are aware that vegetables are good for you. (laughs) Um, But even within vegetables, no one vegetable will give your body everything. It needs all the vitamins and minerals. Um, So different vegetables will provide different ones. So the more different veg you eat, the more likely you are to get all the different vitamins and minerals that veg can offer. And the same goes for all the other foods as well. So Mm -hmm. a healthy diet is one that is varied and balanced so that it contains some of everything. It's some of your macronutrients, so proteins, fats and carbohydrates, fibre, fluid, and then also the micronutrients, all the vitamins and minerals as well. So a healthy diet gives you a balance of all of those. Yeah. Hopefully through the day, but if not through the week and through the month, you won't yeah. necessarily get everything every day. Everything You'd have to try really hard to do that. To yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if someone has diabetes and they're planning a meal, what's the, the main thing they need to take into account? The, the carbohydrate content so yeah if for someone with diabetes the extra thing that they would have to take into account that someone who didn't have diabetes wouldn't need to would be mostly the carbohydrate content and therefore what that's going to do to their blood glucose levels and mm-hmm. how they would balance their insulin to accommodate that um like i said before there's various complexities you can go into yeah. with glycemic index glycemic load mm-hmm. the balance with the other nutrients in there um but that would be the main thing that someone with diabetes would need just need to at. yeah just yeah. need to be aware of the carbohydrate in that we, you, we. Oh, I'm <laughs> <dying> <laughs> um what's your opinion on diet or low fat food so you're in the supermarket and something says diet on it or 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 there's a low fat option what what's your opinion on on those kind of foods my opinion on those is that they have a role and it's up to the individual to decide if that's something that they want to make use of Mm -hmm. so for example if something's labeled as low fat Mm -hmm. then you know it's not going to be giving you an awful lot of fat and if you are 
looking to keep the fat in your diet low or if for example you feel you've eaten a lot of fat already that day and so you don't want you to be want having to more fat yeah then yeah. you might choose a, a low fat option um if you haven't had a lot of fat in your day then you might feel you don't need the low fat option at that mm-hmm. time so i would say it's a, a sort of food by food decision rather than it always being a good thing or always Always. being something you should avoid yeah um the other thing is making sure you're interpreting the labels correctly which Mm -hmm. is something like we can go into in quite a bit more um because so reduced for example Mm -hmm. that just means there's less than the original but it could be a very minimal difference well and it depends how much was in the original if the original was really high fat then a reduced fat fat could still be much higher fat than a standard product which maybe wasn't high fat to start with so you can choose differently rather than necessarily Mm -hmm. choosing the low fat option so labeling you need to interpret because you have to make sure you're clear on what that label is telling you um but diet foods and low-fat foods have a role if you are wanting to have a product but you feel that the nutrients in the original product are more than you want usually it would be fat and sugar or calories that they're focusing on if you feel you don't want to take in the amount that's in the normal product Mm -hmm. and there is a reduced or a lower or a diet version available then that's something worth looking for i mean the main one for diabetes would be the diet drinks yeah so if you really like fizzy drinks the amount of sugar in a fizzy drink and the gi is a hypo fix yeah exactly (laughs) so it's it's there's a lot of sugar and it's really quick acting so it's something which is difficult for the body to cope with unless Mm -hmm. it's needing it to treat a hypo so diet drinks for people with diabetes do tend to be a helpful option they're not necessary so if you can go without fizzy drinks at all then that's an option as well but Mm -hmm. if you like them and you want to have them in your diet um but you don't want to go for the full sugar ones then the diet fizzies offer you an alternative yeah and they do zero now which is yeah (laughs) (laughs) it tastes like the real fish (laughs) um so we've quite well i was going to talk a bit about sweeteners Mm. um uh, would you say they're a good alternative are, are sweeteners a good alternative i or, would or hesitate a, to use the word is this, good just just because nothing's nothing's good or bad really yeah, yeah. um so sugar can be included if you are happy to have sugar in your mm. diet it can be included um in a way that shouldn't force your blood glucose levels up in a way that the insulin couldn't cope with mm-hmm. it depends on your insulin dosing and what food you're combining it with um however added sugar doesn't have any special nutritional benefit where i said most foods give you a range of nutrition Mm -hmm. added sugar is the only one that doesn't it only provides you with calories only provides you with energy Mm -hmm. so if you're not looking to get more pure energy in your diet then it's a good one to cut down on Mm -hmm. um so that you get your energy from foods that will bring you other nutrient benefits so the foods that would bring you vitamins and minerals and fiber as well um so sugar is one that you can certainly reduce without your body suffering too much um and sweeteners is a way to do that and some people find that they're wanting to keep their insulin doses down just Mm -hmm for convenience so they don't have to wind up as big doses or because the extra insulin leads them to gain weight so they're wanting to keep their doses down for that reason um or maybe because they're wanting to have a carb-free meal so that they don't have to jab at all um yeah (laughs) (laughs) so there's many reasons why someone might want to go without sugar Mm -hmm. um and in which case sweeteners are 
a safe alternative. There yeah. was a scare that they weren't very safe, but mm. at the current time, all the evidence shows that unless you're consuming them in very large volumes, yeah. they are safe to include okay. in your diet and yeah. offer an alternative to sugar. Mm-hmm. If you have a sweet tooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have come across quite a lot of people, um, do, you know, that doing my personal training and, and just speaking to other people with diabetes and some of them are concerned about eating fruit because of a sugar content yes that's quite a common one yeah (laughs) yeah it's those mixed messages out there um so sugar's got quite a bad reputation at the moment it's had a lot of focus and there's been a lot in the news about how bad sugar is for our health Yeah, yeah absolutely um and fruit does contain sugar um but there's a confusion between added sugar and natural sugars. Yeah. Um, so again, where I was saying before about how foods will often give you a range of nutrients, mm-hmm. but added sugar doesn't. It just gives you yeah. the calories, whereas the sugar in fruit comes with all the added benefit that the fruit brings, the fiber, the vitamins, yeah. the minerals, yeah. all of those kinds of things, which we know are good for health. And also the fruit bound up within the sugar bound up within the fruit is released at a slower rate than if you were having that sugar on its own. So that's why fruit juice, which has been removed from the fruit, Mm -hmm. has a faster effect and would potentially be a good hypo treatment, is much better than if you were, say, eating the orange. Um, You'd have to eat quite a few oranges to get the same amount for the fruit juice and it would be much slower releasing. So all sugars aren't equal um, and it's... It's been oversimplified, really, into just sugars are bad, sugars are ba- yeah. and then people think, but fruit's got sugar in it, so that's bad. And fructose and, exactly. Yeah. So that's where I would never say people need to um, avoid fruit. Definitely yeah. not. They might want to um, adjust the amounts they eat or the timings they eat, or it might be a case of just making sure that they're accounting for it in their insulin dose. Um, but there's absolutely no reason to avoid fruit, but you just need to be aware that it does contain some natural sugar and that will need to be balanced with insulin or activity or whichever way you're managing it. That's good news. Yes. I love fruit. Yes, it's good for you. (laughs) Um, What advice would you give to someone who wants to improve their diet, but they're literally, you know, we were saying there's all these mixed messages, they, they literally just don't know where to start. Obviously, even then come to us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Obviously, come for Obviously a one-to-one consultation, yeah. and yeah. I will find out where the right place <laughs> is to start for you. Um, my advice would be, first of all, is just to sit down and think about it, um, because if you're looking to change your diet, the most likely way you are to be successful is to find the changes that suit you best. Mm-hmm. So someone else might say, oh, I did this and it really worked for me, but they've got a completely different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They have different food preferences and so on. So personally, I hate bananas. There's nothing I can no. do about that. I just hate <laughs> bananas. So if, you I know, think I'm eating enough of both That's us, all. <laughs> so all so if, you, if you said to me, I've got this brilliant diet plan, is eat, you need to eat a banana for breakfast, lunch and yeah. dinner. I just wouldn't follow that you plan, Charlotte. Would. I'm sorry, I just wouldn't and do that's it. that's exactly what I was going to suggest. <laughs> My banana diet (laughs) so thinking about actually what's important to you in your diet what would you really struggle to change so telling a chocoholic to give up chocolate it's it's not going to work it's not going to work there's a small number for whom it will work because they need that shock sort of cold turkey situation but for the majority of people that won't work it won't stick so working out what is important to you in your diet what do you think 
maybe you could change about your diet um, and then starting small and building up from there. So it would be thinking about the balance. Is your diet balanced? So sit down, think about what you eat. Is it balanced? Are you getting a good variety of foods in? Are those foods bringing the different nutrients into your diet? If they're not, which foods could you eat less of? Which foods could you eat more of? Yeah. And start creeping those in. Mm-hmm. Rather, I wouldn't usually advise people to start following anything in particular. Start Googling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and lastly, again, this is something that um, I've come across quite a lot and have quite a lot of personal experience with, which I'll definitely be, be discussing in future episodes. Um, do you think a lot of people with diabetes have kind of a bad relationship with food? I do. Or, or an emotional relate, not necessarily bad, but an, mm. a, more of an emotional relationship with food, maybe. I do, definitely. Um, and it's quite a big factor in what I do yeah. um, for, for my work um, because telling somebody about the nutrients in food is one thing um the emotional side and the psychological side is vital if someone's actually going to make a change that works for them so most people don't think about food Mm -hmm. people without diabetes or various other health conditions that mean they have to they just don't think about food they reach for something and eat it when they feel like it Mm. and they don't have to consider what time it is what they're eating what that's going to do to them etc etc so that extra burden for people with diabetes can make food the enemy yeah because it's stressful yeah and also you you do think about it all the time yeah you fit you know it's like you said it's if you have diabetes you you can't avoid that that thought process you have to think about it yeah um and i think especially if you're trying to control how you eat and and you know have this healthy varied diet Mm. it's hard when all you think about is food yeah (laughs) and that and that thought becomes annoying yeah because you don't want to have it Mm. but you have to so then it becomes a negative situation when you're having to think about it a bit a bit like when you've got a toddler who keeps asking why yeah the first couple of times it's all right and then why why and then you start to get a bit ratty and a bit fed up with it um and with diabetes you know if you've been 10 years 20 years and every time you eat you're having to think about it Mm. not out of choice but because it's a chore and you have to then you become very you can become very tired of it Mm. and you can become really ratty with it (laughs) and I've had enough (laughs) and that's then a bit of a bad relationship with food because you're having you you're thinking negatively or it Mm -hmm. it brings negative emotions it's not that you're thinking negatively about it but it Mm. just it, it is an annoyance yeah um and that can be quite difficult to handle. Um, and I don't think it's helped by the way that we used to teach children as well, or mm-hmm. and people when they were newly diagnosed, but particularly children, um, because sugar wasn't allowed. Yeah. So sweets were naughty. Yeah. And if you were a child and you that was like rebelling, yeah, you. and you ate sweets, you would be told off. You would, yeah. And if you had so a high blood, you have this guilt yeah. linked with uh, those kind of yeah. foods. And, and did you ever, when you had a high blood glucose level, did they accuse you of eating? Have, oh yeah. 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 When, yeah. And you might not, you yeah, might not have, but they were like, "What have you eaten? Was, you must have eaten yeah. something naughty." Yeah. So then food becomes something you're told off for. Yeah. So you think, well, I might as well have eaten the yeah. whatever yeah, it was then. It's spiking anyway. Yeah. I think I'm They're telling me it, off, so, so I yeah. might as yeah. well and do it, it. Yeah, and I suppose it puts you back into that childlike yeah. like state. You're being told off for something. Yeah. Like. And 
the way we used to teach it was definitely there were good and bad foods that yeah. you were meant to follow a regime. Mm -hmm. People may have been given lines to count, so you're only allowed to have a certain amount. Yeah. So if, if you wanted to vary from that, then you were rebelling and you were naughty. Mm -hmm. And the human mindset is to go, well, blow it. Oh, I might as well. they think you, I'm doing that anyway. So, exactly. Yeah. Or I've tried it and it doesn't work. So I might as well give up completely because yeah. it's never going to work for me. So there's all these reasons why food then becomes the enemy or a, mm -hmm. too difficult to manage or people just give up because yeah. it's not working and then that persists and mm -hmm. it just it then can become quite a barrier to making changes in yeah. the future because there's already already this expectation that it won't work mm -hmm. you know that's what's meant to happen but it just doesn't but work doesn't. for me yeah. um and food yeah lots of people just ignore it because mm -hmm. they think it's too much I can't deal with it as too I don't have the space in my life to be thinking about food all the time yeah. um so I'll just ignore it there's nothing I can there's do nothing. people feel yeah. quite helpless yeah um so there's all kinds of things in there that mean the relationship with food becomes damaged and a barrier to good self-care mm. um and it's not just that they don't people don't know what to eat it's yeah. actually very difficult for some people to change what they're eating mm -hmm. so I can spend quite a lot of time talking to people yeah. about that and helping them to work out mm. how their relationship with food is and how we can move that on well I definitely want to do an episode purely on, on no that problem kind of thing. yeah so I feel like we could actually talk about that for yeah. hours yeah um, yeah there's loads we can talk about there um but yeah when I said from you know a personal side of things I definitely relate to all of that yeah and, uh, and it would be lovely to hear listeners comments as yeah, well if oh, listeners absolutely. get in touch to let us yeah. know what People's their experiences mm. definitely like you were saying about the you know whether it's a consultant or a nurse or whoever looking at a spike and saying oh you've eaten something yeah. like yeah, definitely want to hear about yeah the judge the judgment reason. around food and diabetes is just massive yeah and we've got to unpick it and help people to be able to move on from that space where yeah, they can definitely. enjoy food again yes um so we're just going to finish off with if you could give us your top five tips so i know this probably isn't an, an easy question because there's so much you can <laughs> tell us but if you had to give us top five um nutrition tips what would they be okay so the top five nutrition tips from me would be number one is eat a variety of foods mm -hmm. number two would be pay attention to your carbs and no i'm saying pay attention yeah. i'm not saying you have to do anything in particular yes, but yeah, just pay just attention, attention to them yeah number not, not eat them or don't eat them yeah <laughs> <laughs> number three would be to look for patterns mm -hmm. so look for patterns in your eating and your blood glucose levels but just look for them. Don't jump to make judgments about them because that's something that can sometimes lead you down the wrong path. Um, number, oh, what number was that? Three. That was number, three. number four <laughs> is eat more fruit and veg. Yeah. So that's a good thing for health, whether you've got diabetes or not. But it's something which, as we were talking about earlier with yeah. the fruit, people with diabetes can find difficult because be they worry of, about of the sugar. Yeah. But definitely eat more fruit and veg, mm -hmm. but be aware of the carbs in fruit and build that in. And then the last one is when it comes to nutrition, be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself. Don't listen to other people's judging you. Make sure that you are able to enjoy your food and enjoy what you're choosing to eat. Love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I follow yeah. it. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been amazing. Got loads of useful information. Thanks for and, having me along. Oh, you're very welcome. But like I said, we could probably talk for hours about nutrition and yeah. diabetes. So, um, yeah, look forward to doing another episode soon. Hopefully see you soon. Thank you. I really hope everyone enjoyed that and found lots of that information really interesting. I know I did. Um, as I said, we're going to be homing in on some more specific areas of nutrition um, and talking about kind of relationships with food um, and things like that in future shows as there's just so much um, kind of surrounding nutrition that we can talk about. Please do get in touch with any feedback you have on the show so far and let me know if there's something specific that you would like me to cover so that does bring us to the end of the show thank you so much again for listening and until next time have a happy and healthy time this episode has ended but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor. 